We the GamerCast is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash you, me, Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month. With special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Drew Agnew from the incredible The House of Mario podcast, Jace Baldridge, one of my favorite streamers, you can find him at twitch.tv slash Baccaridge, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can find more of his work at youtube.com slash gamingpurplemonkey. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, Violet Blossom, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support the show and this community, go to patreon.com slash Capri. We thank you all for your support. Thank you for listening. And now, on with the show. It's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday, but patrons get it first. They get it on Fridays. Thank you for subscribing, for rating the show on Apple Podcasts, for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your friend, for telling your cousin, for telling your cousin's sister's dog. Everybody, thank you guys for sharing the podcast. That's really what I'm what I'm getting at there with that that, that silly little way that I start the show. I'm glad you guys are here. I, uh, I'm in a good mood, you guys. I played some Mario Kart tonight with some friends over at Twitch.com tv slash sean capri but i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because if you're new here's the deal every week i have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet and we talk about life in video games and if you want to be on the show or you just want to send me a nice little message you can tweet at me at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants dan from retro logic is on the show today i'm excited to have a a classic little conversation with Dan today, guys. It's been it's been good times here on We The Gamer Cast. And for some of you who follow all the things that I do, the Xbox Drive, the Nintendo Drive, uh, Ryan is doing the RPG cave over there. Uh, lots of stuff coming out of here uh, at, with the Yumi Capri Patreon, man. It's been... It's been a little bit nuts. We did the we did the E3 predictions last week. Hopefully you guys all caught that. If you didn't, if you're new with Dan, go back just a couple like like just last week. There was three episodes that dropped on this feed. We did Nintendo uh, predictions for E3. We did Xbox and we did third party stuff. I had so much fun with uh, all the guests, dude. We had so many people. We had of course Ryan Turford from the Xbox Drive join me with uh, N64 Josh for our Xbox predictions. We had Console Cato who does the Nintendo Drive with me with Justin Matt from the Nintendo dads. Of course, we did our Nintendo predictions. And then we had um, Fiona McKinnon and Mr. Badbit do the third-party predictions. I I love doing E3 predictions. It's the time of year we're celebrating. And as you're listening to this, depending on, you know, uh, patrons will get it before E3 and non-patrons will get it after, I guess, or sort of like in the middle on Monday. Um, so we're not going to really talk about E3 necessarily. Like, we the GamerCast kind of exists typically a little bit outside of like the 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 day to day like the news cycle. This is this episode is about Dan, and we're going to get to Dan in a moment. But I like you know we when E3 comes around, it's a special moment. 
So I hopefully uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed those episodes because I really enjoyed doing them. I listened back to them and I don't always do that with a show, and I think they turned out pretty pretty good, you guys. I'm really excited about it. And here's the thing: before I get into it any further, I will let you know that we're doing a lot of content here. We the GamerCast is just one of the shows. There's a ton more stuff coming at you, and you can go over to Patreon.com/slash You Meet Capri. If you agree that video games bring people together and you want to support what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash Capri. You power this community. You support independent art and content. And just for a dollar a month, you get early access to all the shows that we do, all rolled up into one nice, uh, convenient RSS feed for you. And for three bucks a month, you get exclusive content like the Pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast, which is kind of like this, but like you send in all of the questions and we have an awesome little group going on over there, guys. You want to be a part of that you don't want to miss out on that so patreon.com slash yumi capri appreciate you guys so so much and i also appreciate uh we've got a couple of itunes apple podcasts whatever why do they change it we all know it as itunes i think that we're really struggling with this this change that apple made like three years ago anyway apple podcast reviews are a great way to help any podcast you listen to help it grow help it to find a new audience it, it helps us rise up in the charts so a special thank you to trucker sloth who is just a wonderful person like he already supports us in so many so many ways and i just ventured on over to check out to see if there's any new podcast reviews and there was there's two trucker sloth with the first one five stars says awesome podcast sean is one of the greatest hosts to ever speak into a mic he has a slew of great guests and they're always very entertaining take a listen and i dare you to tell me otherwise trucker sloth that is it i couldn't have said it better myself i'm a little i'm blushing because you're you're very complimentary so thank you so much dude i i i'm, I'm you look at me I, I you have me am i really the best i can't even like take a compliment really uh so thank you trucker sloth i really appreciate that and also chris smart guy logal uh love the sean capri energy great great podcast thank you that's the short and sweet i love it it, it that what else is there to say man i really really appreciate it and i uh, i just love doing the show we're coming up on six years we're at about five and a half years to do it we the gamer cast at this point tons of amazing conversations i've met some awesome people and i just we're gonna keep going with it man even if some people <laughs> like we're we're putting out a lot of content right now guys i'm aware of it um i'm not sure exactly what i'm gonna do about it to be honest with you because uh, there's really no plans of 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 pulling up here we're just going to keep going we the gamer cast is going to continue the xbox drive the nintendo drive sweet hangs the twitch streaming like it's all happening i'm able i'm willing you guys are here to listen you guys are here to support it then we got a good thing going man um again dan from retro logic is going to be on the show in just a bit i got a i got an interesting question um a, a lovely dm from an andrew watson uh, a couple of days ago and I'll get to his question in just a second. And I just kind of, I'm kind of liking this. This is something new on the show here where maybe I'll take like one or two kind of like things you guys want me to touch on in this little intro period. And then we'll get to the whole thing. Um, I kind of like that. It also gives you a bit of a a little taste of what um, the Pants Patreon podcast is all about. Little little Q&A, maybe take one or two of these. And then we'll jump on into the thing. So why don't we give this a try? Andrew Watson I hope it's okay. I'm going to read the entire DM that you sent me, and then I'll I'll jump into it here. Andrew Watson sent to me uh, the other day. He said, hey, Sean, let me start by saying that you are kicking butt, and I'm loving your lead-up to E3 content. Keep up the good work. I also have a question for you. Do you have a motivational episode out there on the interweb to encourage people getting into content creation? I am having a hard time really making the jump, as I don't feel like I have anything unique to say about gaming, but I freaking love video games, and I 
want to celebrate that with others and make some new friends along the way, you know? I would love to hear your take on the topic. I am really enjoying your positivity, and I love what you're putting out there. Special nod to We The GamerCast. Anyways, thank you for all you do, and enjoy E3 in the coming days, Andrew. Well, first of all, Andrew, thank you so much for reaching out, man. Uh, thank you for listening and for the kind words. And this is a this is a topic I could talk about all day. We're gonna, we only got a couple minutes here before we get into my uh, my chat with Dan. But I I wish that I did. I wish I had a I wish I had something like this um, to kind of like point people to, and that I could sort of have at the ready. Because um, yeah, I've been doing I've been doing this a long time. I know what it's like to be in your guys' shoes. My my journey into this. Um, maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll hit up. Um, Chris Johnson, I was supposed to be on this the uh, second player podcast over there, and he often talks about getting into podcasts. But my my journey was as gentle as it gets, man. I I was sort of I partnered with a whole lot of people over the years, and We the Nerdy is one of the places that that really picked me up and and let me try things out. But that's not always available to to everyone. And what I would say, for, especially for people just starting out, is that. The time that most people are freaking out about the content they make is when they first start out. I've been doing this for a lot of years. I don't really freak out about it too much. I don't script anything anymore. <laughs> I used to script out like my entire intro and it was, you can go back, you can listen to those early episodes. It was pretty painful. Um, but those are the times when you worry the most about your content and it's kind of the best because I have good news. You, you you will never be smaller than when you first start out. There's nobody listening <laughs> to those first to those first couple episodes. So if that's the part that's kind of freaking you out, then like you know, enjoy the freedom that is uh, presented to you when you don't have an audience. Like that's actually a really good time to just get the muscle memory in and find out what it's like to sit in a in a quiet room and the only noise that's being made in that room is your voice. Or if you're on a Skype call with somebody else or something like that, then then to get that. But getting reps in is is really important um other advice that i guess that i would have is like uh and i've actually given this advice too is try to get through like 10 episodes of something before you become like overly critical just like run through 10 you know because you you don't know really what the show is going to be at the start you might think that you have an idea of where you want it to go but um yeah i definitely encourage people to um to to just get through 10 I think I'm I'm kind of doing that with the Nintendo Drive right now and with Sweet Hangs. Those are new shows for me. So I'm definitely getting there uh, with those shows. I think aside from that, if it's a technology thing, if there's something else to it, then um, yeah, hit me up. I'll let you know. I use Audacity. I use Skype. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of pieces to my process. I can definitely hit you up with. And that's the part that maybe maybe one day I will like do a bit of a video on, and maybe it'll just be on Twitter. Like I don't really do a YouTube thing or anything like that. But um, I've, I, the reason I haven't really done that in the past is because I know there's other people who do that better than me, and probably are more of like a, a leader or a lead thinker in that area. I could definitely share what I what I do. But um, you know, in in our area with with Yumi Capri, like Ryan Turford now is doing the majority of that work. Of course, I do this show. Um, I still kind of do the the whole production around We the Gamer Cast. Um, but even the way that Ryan does the the Xbox Drive now, the Nintendo Drive and Sweet Hangs and everything else, um, he has a particular process as well. Uh, but if you need help, if you anybody, um, actually a couple of people have reached out to me later earlier this week uh, with some specific questions about it as well. Like um, I, I think it would be better for me to give you specific advice. You can hit me up in the DMs. But yeah, I think just from a philosophical standpoint, getting over the hump of, you know, trying to get over whatever 
mental blocks, whatever like fake obstacles you're putting in front of, just like blast through them, man. They're not real. Um, you're going to have so much fun doing the podcast. And, and I had very similar goals. I still have very similar goals with the podcast is just to like talk about games, celebrate games, make friends doing it. And being like, as long as you're being truthful about that part, um, then it'll come through, man. I, I, that's my, that's my honest to God's my, the, from the bottom of my heart. That is the reason why sweet hangs is, is a show. That's the one I do with, with, with Donnie Reese is just cause I want to hang out with Donnie Reese. Like if people listen to it, that's a bonus. But I, we came up with that show cause we're just like, how about we have a standing date where we get to, we get to chat once a week. And then the rest of it kind of comes after that. So don't be too hard on yourself. Just try it out. Record a couple things. If you need uh, specific uh, if you have specific questions about technology, about microphones or or recording equipment or whatever it is, um, hit me up a little bit further. But yeah, man, this is this is a topic. And also, Andrew, we could talk about that on this show. By the way, that would be that would maybe actually be the best way to handle this. So with that, I'll cut it there. Maybe you and I uh, uh, arrange for a little something something over here because that was, by the way. One of the original like intentions and, and goals was of the show was f- to give people an opportunity to be on a podcast if they ever wanted to try it out. Like that was the origin. And what I learned very quickly was that <laughs> everybody already has a podcast. And so a lot of people who come on here are content creators, um, which is great. It was totally unexpected for me. But that that is all to say one of the original like reasons I want to start the show is because I enjoyed like hearing my quote unquote, my voice on other podcasts when I would write in questions to like Married to the Games or some of these podcasts I've been listening to for years and years and years. I love that moment where I'm like, that's my question. And they, they, I had a dialogue with them in that moment, but it was always fleeting. I wanted to extend that fleeting moment to a full on conversation. That's, that's one of the hallmarks, one of the cores and um, one of the, the pieces of, um, of We the GamerCast that I think still lives on. Now, I think that was a great question. Might have gone a little long, but that's okay. Hopefully that's all right with you guys. Hopefully you're still here. And I hope that you guys enjoy my conversation with Dan from Retro Logic. This is this is a good one, guys. I don't think we're gonna get into too much um we're not gonna cry on this one. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we get a little bit of emotional. Uh, we get into I think we still we still have a, a we have a good blend of geek talk and real talk. It's happening here with Dan from RetroLogic. You can follow him on Twitter at RetroLogic Games. You can go to his website, www.retrologic.games. He's a wonderful person. I think I made a new friend. Here he is, Dan from RetroLogic. This is one of my favorite things to do, Dan, is just kind of like check out the background because like you're living the name and the shirt. Oh, like, man. You're living the brand, dude. Holy crap, it's, man. It's my whole thing. These shirts, I got to tell you about the shirts because I love the shirts. It's a they sweet are, shirt. They're, they're tri-blend. Um, they're from a company called Coex, and they do all uh, fair trade cotton in their products. Yeah. So it's a fair trade shirt and um double double pressed ink so it's never gonna fade oh you gotta send me a link to this man because i am yeah i am picky picky about my shirts like my wife knows at first it was kind of like a thing and now she's like i just don't she doesn't want to bother with like the shirts are gonna the plastic will flake off or like crack or anything like that like i don't want any of that garbage i just want my t-shirts to be good i don't spend a lot of money on clothes but is it too much to ask for like shirts to be all right when there's this crappy cheap pressed on stuff I send it to you. It's yes. they, honestly, dude, I like, I'm so totally with you. And I have like weird sensitive skin. Like I have to use like free and clear stuff mm-hmm. and my shirts have to be 
so soft and comfortable and I cut all the tags out. Um, and so I tested these shirts out and I was like, okay, these are the ones I think sensitive skin or not. Like once you try like a good t-shirt, like, you know, yeah. I just, you're spoiled. You're kind of, that's it. How can you go back? How can you go back to this thing that scratches and it's like, it's flaky and I don't know, man, I don't, I don't like it. So did you, but, is it uh, custom made? Like, is it, what is the retro? It says, retro. oh yeah, it's retro logic is my brand. Just like the, my retro gaming podcast community and everything. Um, and the uh, the shirts are are um, ink pressed. They're not DLP. Yeah. So they're going to last a long time. They look nice and bright. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, I love that you love to check out the background. And unfortunately, all my vintage stuff is packed up because I'm in my garage. This is your garage. This is so this cool. Is my garage. You're yeah, like, and it's you're like Mark Marin podcasting from yeah. your garage. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. But we, but I mean, the unfortunate thing is it's totally untemperature controlled and it gets humid. And so I'll bet where are you I in have the to world? Pack everything out. Uh, Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hot and humid. Gross. It's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't so it. all my consoles and games are all packed up and in my air conditioned closet right now. Yeah. So it's nice and sad in here just looking around at everything that's missing. Uh, but there's still posters and boxes and stuff to look at. So it's, it's, it's so a nice good. place to come and hang. Even that giant like, Lego hands. head. The Lego head oh, yeah. is so good. Lego head over here. Got a, a Zoid over here from Power Rangers. Anything nerdy oh. I can throw back dude, here. Dude, you know you've got a lot of stuff with, with Megazord. Like he, he just blended in. Like he's yeah, just kind of like missing. he's just there along with everything else look at this man like you could you have, have you done like a video like a tour or anything like that with all your stuff a little bit yeah. I, I haven't launched youtube very much yet but i plan on doing something pretty big once once yeah. everything's kind of set up yeah. what's kind of your what's kind of like your go-to like if not video that like is it podcasting or is it what else you got what what else you got going on that's for i mean it all kind of launched from this idea of doing like a hyper social um retro game store yeah which, like, you know, we'll get some inventory in and then we'll stream what we get in. Like, hey, yeah. we got, you know, we got this game and this game and this game. We're just going to stream this stuff. And I've got a little Discord community that is all about collecting retro games. We just talk about our hauls and yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and the store itself is just kind of a thing to to, to be fun. Um, and like, is it an actual store? Was it, was it yeah. an idea? Oh, yeah. you, oh, so you did it. You like, you're doing it. It's a, it's an online, it's an eBay store. And I just kind of Yo. got rid of eBay. Um, because I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing with their terms now and everything. Interesting. What do you, where and do I'm you about sell to now? go, uh, I'm about to go full on Squarespace just with everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's where my website is hosted. And I just love how easy it is to make things look high quality. Yeah. Um, and everything that I do has to be high quality. It has to be community first and it has to be like just all about positivity. And those are kind of my three, uh, what I run everything by. So, well, listeners can go to squarespace.com slash we, the gamer cast. You get 10% off your first website. This section of this, the conversation brought to hey, you by Squarespace go. totally made that up. Not a sponsor, uh, but you're <laughs> right, man. You're absolutely right. Like why it's so funny how like times have changed. And oddly enough, like you're kind of staying on the, uh, the cutting edge of it with the whole retro theme going on. You're <laughs> like nuts to eBay. That's old school. Like we're just going with our custom shops here. That totally, totally makes sense. Yeah eBay to eBay takes 25% of what I make. Wow. Do, do they really? Yeah. And like, they don't, they don't, they're not really upfront with everything. <laughs> they don't do I don't, anything. I don't want to no. <laughs> And I don't want to rag on eBay. Like sure. they do a lot of great things. There's some stuff you can buy there that you can't buy anywhere else. And they're fine. If you can make it work for you with your margins, then go for it. Sure. But the way that buying and selling retro games is now the margins are so thin. No doubt that, that, 
I can't, I can't do that. Like I'll pay Squarespace's like $20 a month or whatever sure. to host my store there. And, and then it's gotta be like yeah, transactional yeah. fees, like, like two, 3%, something a, like that. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like maybe like 3%. Fees. Yeah. But even then, like, yeah, it doesn't, it, it the fees are so much better. That's such a weirdly no-brainer. hosting your own store. And it's because eBay hosts the marketplace and they push your product. So, oh, and tr- yeah, but that, I, yeah, that makes sense. I'm also doing my own marketing, so I don't need eBay to do it for me. Yeah. You were pushing people to your eBay yeah. store. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what kind of stuff, like what are some of like the, what are some of your prized possessions right now? What, and is it your own personal collection? Like the, are you, I don't know what the saying is. I'm so bad with like drug references. Yeah. Like totally no, supply, you're good. <laughs> sniffing your own supplies, smoking your own supplies when I'm dancing around here. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough because I do want to get high on my own supply sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but I try to keep it pretty separate. Like I have, Clearly I do. there's two very separate accounts, bank accounts that are like, this is Dan's buy stuff for my collection account. Yeah. And this is Dan's like inventory. Uh, this is where all the money goes once I, once I sell stuff. And this mm-hmm. is where the money comes out of when I'm buying stuff for the store. Um, and it, it helps that I have a pretty good collection already. No doubt. That I'm happy with. Um, I'm only searching for very specific things for my personal collection. Mm-hmm. I'm not out to own every GameCube game. That's like sure. a $7,000 endeavor I'm not interested in. I like how you know um, the number. Like, is that, that I, I, I assume <laughs> that that's like a pretty accurate estimate. That's not, like, uh, I would have thrown ten. Out. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what, you know, if you want inbox or complete or whatever. Good or just God. A disc. I love it, Dan. That's awesome, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so specific. I would have no idea. Like, I would have absolutely no clue i don't even know how many how many games are on gamecube to be fair uh 600 and some odd something depending on the region doesn't it seem like there's 600 games that come out every week now or every month or something like that? oh on switch i think switch already surpassed that honestly it's pretty insane yeah Yeah. no doubt i'm sure yeah so like what kind of okay so you're in your garage you've got like this is your personal collection there this is the store right no this is my personal collection this is my space um the store itself is all kind of in totes yeah okay uh, and it's all once I get it in, it's all just like checked for authenticity and cleaned. Um, Cause that's my other thing is high quality, right? So mm-hmm. when you buy from Retrologic, it has to be high quality. Like, okay. Uh, it's going to be, and you're going to get really, really high resolution photos of everything. So you know exactly what you're buying. And this all came from like my frustration buying stuff online and being like, okay, well, the pictures weren't great. And yeah, it was cheap, but I wish it was in better condition or, you know, I wish sure. they had taken this dumb sticker off of it before I bought it. Um, and so that all kind of comes from my experience buying online and, and wanting to go to a store, a physical place to look at the games before I buy them, but that's not always an option. Mm-hmm. Um, so all this stuff comes in, it's when I buy it, it's cleaned and it's authenticated. Then it goes in Ziploc in a tote bin air conditioned in my closet. My God. Um, how do you just, authenticate it? Like, how are you, like, I wouldn't even know what to check for. Is there certain, I guess oh, it depends on the, on the item. When you, um, I don't know. When you handle so much authentic stuff, you can kind of spot a fake sure. from a mile away. But I'll open up every cartridge to check the board yeah. just to make sure. And that's pretty easy. You can Google, like, what does the board for Turtles in Time look like? And you yeah. can look it up, and it's authentic or it's not. Um, and uh, they don't, like, make in unauthentic discs. That's just, like, not a thing, really. Mm-hmm. That would be so easy to to catch. Yeah. Um you got like the but black, like, like the disc underneath is like the black right, burn right. disc you used to have. Yeah, like, yeah. Hmm, that's suspicious. Yeah. Just like a printed sticker on top. I was going to say, remember when that was like, <laughs> it was like such a novelty, like, oh, you can oh, make it yeah. look totally real. It looked like garbage. They had no. the. I worked, 
I worked at a church for a long time where they printed their own DVDs and we had to do that. And it yeah. just never, it never looked right. I had a, uh, I had a, I don't remember if it was CD or DVD, but I had a burner of some sort. It was, I think it was HP and you could like the laser etch the, the top part of the disc. Like the, you oh, burn yeah. the, you burn the down on the bottom side, but yeah, you let, you would etch the top. I'm like, that is so cool. Like it would, if you had like the right design, it actually could look pretty decent. But yeah, I remember that was such a, that was such a, you could like turn a profit. You have like these guys with like their, uh, kind of small business like they're entrepreneurial kind of heck yeah dude. just steal songs off napster and throw it onto it on a disc <laughs> downloading songs at like four and a half kilobytes a second you'd totally. download all night probably waste a disc or two because the burn didn't work or for whatever reason those are good time we're like uh, man how do i even ask this question like because i can't i can't tell how old people are um and yeah. you're into retro like are you are you mid-30s or i can't i can't tell man like, i'm 35 Okay, so we're like right in line with each other. Like you started oh. kind of like NES kind of era. Yeah, NES ish. I was a little young for NES. My I had an older brother, which yeah. helped me kind of know what to do and what was going on in that era. Mm-hmm. But Super Nintendo was really my first console. Yeah, um, man. Donkey Kong Country set was my first. You know, my first game. Love Donkey it. Kong Country to this day still just my favorite game of all time. Anybody asks me, that's my go-to feel-good game. I can beat it in two hours. It's just so good from top to bottom Mm -hmm. it's funny that you say Um, donkey Kong. like i don't know what it is maybe it's just ever since the that rumor went around that the mario odyssey team was working on a donkey kong game and it's like i feel like every second day i've heard somebody um talking about donkey kong i think our friend joey ferris was on playing going through all three of them and just updating everybody like where he's at with them and i think donkey kong country is spectacular i love that it's coming up in conversation every now and then yeah man and retro just kind of killed it with their the return series those two games are are so so good such a great uh just uh um, homage to those uh you know rare platformers in the super nintendo days so Mm -hmm. i don't know what man part like i always take every rumor with like the biggest grain of salt i can shove down my throat because (laughs) you've we've been burned so many times shove the switch pro any second now man (laughs) i know exactly man I, i i literally made a prediction on twitter i was like the switch pro isn't happening this year that's yeah. my prediction. Yeah. Not happening. Sorry. Um, I think I remember Nintendo at some point coming out or some somehow it got revealed that like, does anybody remember when the Star Fox racing game was yes! a rumor? Mm-hmm. And somebody revealed that like, no, Nintendo made up that rumor to throw yeah. everybody off. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I would tell that's such a smart thing to do because yeah. now you don't believe anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you would think that that would be the reaction is that well, we don't believe course, everything, yeah. but we but we absolutely do. And worked the, on me. The, I mean, the great thing is, and it continues because you you will have that little bit of hope that like maybe right. there's something. The funny thing about that Star Fox racing thing is, um, back in the day, like when when I was a kid, uh, we were playing we were playing so much Star Fox sixty four, and I yes. wanted more of it. And I like we would just like as kids do, you just make up games. You're like, wouldn't it be cool if like this happened? Wouldn't it be cool for this happened? And I remember specifically pitching to my friends um like a star fox racing game and i got ridiculed for years over they would not let this go how <laughs> stupid an idea this was and how like this does it doesn't make any sense and of course it doesn't i was just like making shit up but then you know fast forward 20 years later or whatever like here comes this rumor that there's a star fox racing game i call up yeah. my neighbor matt and i'm like man You're vindicated you have totally no idea what's happening on the internet right now because he doesn't pay attention to any of this stuff but absolute vindication man yeah I hold on to that. Awesome. Hilarious. And, and of course you remembered. So thank God for that. Otherwise yes, it sounds yes. really, really insane. 
I, but that's the thing is I really want this Donkey Kong rumor to be true. Me too. Me too. You know, and I, uh, do I want a 2D platformer again? Do I want a 3D, you know, return to form for like Donkey Kong 60? Like a, like I want Donkey Kong 64 to be like vindicated in a way because I love Donkey Kong 64. It's, it is usually like not everyone's favorite game. Yeah. Um, but I just want to give Donkey Kong a 3D world to run around in. I want the, I want the chance again. I want that again. I kind of want, like, I don't know. I was just reminded of how much I love the um, Mario 3D Land, Mario 3D World, like that, like kind of okay. 3D, kind of 2D kind of deal. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if that would work in a in a Donkey Kong kind of scenario. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Like part of me says like, probably not, but I also probably would have looked at it with, with super Mario when like, no, thanks. I kind of want one or the other. So maybe there's a, maybe there's a way to do it, but I don't know, man. I just, this is interesting because this is a time capsule for us. Like this is actually going to be um, wrapped up in a conversation for us and we'll launch in a, I think maybe two weeks by the time mm-hmm. we're going to get um, E3 predictions out the door and then this conversation will launch. So we've got like a nice <laughs> long amount of time for a Sweet. lot of this stuff to either come to fruition or yeah. not, which or I just think be will be totally wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I honestly, I'm happy for my switch pro prediction to be wrong. I would be, love for that to be wrong. Yeah. That just is, please. That is not going to be the she. Yeah, that it would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's an interesting time, man. And you're right. Like, I think it'd be so good if I if I ran Nintendo. I would love to just like spit out, just like whisper into some some person's ear, like I just tell you this little like totally total lie. You should start a podcast and and do that. That's I a should, good idea. I should. I should. I mean, that is immortalized. Yeah. That's a special. That's a special <laughs> thing. That's just like. And again, like Bobby and I started that when, um, yeah. when the Wii U days were, were right in the thick of it. It's like, we really needed that show. <laughs> that time. Yeah, like, for things, real. Things yeah. are, things are better now. Things are all right. But that's a, that's a cool thing. That's, that's kind of out there. Absolutely. But enough about me. Awesome. I want to well, take me back around your room here yeah. because you got like, the okay, first okay. thing I noticed was the TV. You're playing on a particular, on a, a particular CRT. Okay. This is my RCA uh, color track. It's Amazing. Wood grain. Yeah. This baby was a side of the road find. And like they're just giving it away, like, like, oh, it was sitting on the side of the road, like just abandoned, like a, you know, just like a sack of moldy tangerines or something. (laughs) They, they were throwing it away and it ended up, it, it weighs probably as much as I do. It's so freaking heavy, Mm -hmm. Um, but it works perfectly well. It's awesome. Uh, It is that just that eighties, early nineties. You know, go to channel three to get yeah, your man. NES working, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo working. Um, I, you know, and I've collected a couple other uh, CRT TVs off the side of the road since then. But well, like you know, you're just, just driving just, by, like you just like, or are you on the lookout oh, yeah. for this sort of thing, or are you just no? Like, it, well, I'm always on the lookout, but it's sure. not something that pops up very often. Yeah, right. So that was definitely a really cool find. I can honestly um, say I don't think I've ever seen just a TV. I mean, although I'm in canada so most of the time like it i don't know it just slides down the icy road or something i'm not entirely sure what happens, so just, i don't know it i mean happen it also depends on like your your municipal like what your city does like we have bulk trash days right in my city so like there are like there are days where you'll go out and it's just like people's junk is all over the sidewalk that's actually a good idea we so, absolutely have that same thing you're right and some yeah. people are just like well i don't want this chair anymore and you're like really I'll That's take that the chair. best. That's the best day to just go driving around. That's a good idea. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you're not just Heck randomly. Yeah. You just look sure. Mm-hmm. Back. Uh, what else? I mean, uh, what, I mean, I think most of my IKEA furniture actually was a side of the road. 
That is so good. Honestly. So what like counts as retro for you? Like part of the reason I wanted to ask like where kind of things started for you and yeah. was because like I feel like that has a big implication in terms of like what defines retro. Um my younger brother actually um he almost never plays like new games. He just oddly enough, he just messaged me and said he just got a PS5, which really, really surprised me because he has played you know, basically everything up until the 64 over and over and over again since the 64 was a thing. Like it basically right. stopped at the 64 and he just like didn't seem to care about anything new. So I'm always curious, like where, where did things stop? And you're just like, that's my, again, it's almost like a time capsule yeah. type of idea. Or does the retro term move or is it more locked to like your childhood and maybe early teens kind of years? Totally. Totally. I mean, first of all, it's totally subjective, right? Yeah. I mean, retro is not a term that has its own definition it's like it it kind of wrapped up in nostalgia so what's nostalgic for you sure um my definition for the purposes of like my show and like with the with the like mind frame of inclusivity is if i can't go to walmart and buy it then i consider that some okay retro you know like if i have to go to a third-party site or a retro game store or eBay to pick up a Wii U. Like mm-hmm. to me, Wii U's retro, man. Yeah. I can't go buy a brand new one. It's a collector's item at this yeah. point. You know? Um, that's my loose definition of retro. And we'll cover, I mean, we'll cover prices for Wii U games going up and down and fluctuating and stuff like that on the show. Um, PS3, uh, we haven't quite hit like PS4, Xbox uh, One level yet that kind of that stuff is still pretty fresh mm-hmm. but yeah ps3 and back and yeah. including the wii u that all uh retro for how me. many wii u's um, you got sitting around in the house just <laughs> <laughs> just the one just my personal one i love that that was such yeah. a like a hilarious question um i i asked because oh, we maybe. actually we do have two we have two wii u's um, okay but one of them is broken and i just I, I every i feel like i put this out there maybe once every i don't know three or four months or so where if anybody can help me like get this thing i just need to like reinstall i feel like a, a fresh firmware update on this thing i just need what is to, it what happens with it what, well what does it's it do? i can't boot it to the to the menu because it says that there's a disk error oh. there's no disk in it i've actually swapped oh, out the disk man. drive on it and it's a it's a bit of a mess it just doesn't i just wanted to i just wanted to boot but i also I feel like as soon as whatever I do to this thing, I'm going to lose all of my all of my games on it. Like I don't know, Man. I, I kind of don't know what to do with it. And it's the 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 classic nightmare scenario with Nintendo. So it doesn't even go to your menu. It just no, says disk error, and it's like, well, who Damn. cares? I just want to go to the like I could get there and then export things out of there or whatever. But I can't I can't really do anything with it. The plus side is if um because my my kids play with the um with the wii u now and so mm-hmm. if they destroy the gamepad i've got a second one sitting around because that's nice that's have you nice thing. have you contacted nintendo and done like a uh um like a uh, an account transfer well or anything I, like that i don't even know how i would i i kind of regret doing what i did which was i bought a dish uh, a different drive put that in there it didn't work like yeah. i was kind of hoping to to fix the whole like disc mm-hmm. error problem um and now i don't know if i've like ruined anything i don't know if i can send it into them but i certainly can't get to well anything you, for them to yeah you wouldn't send it into them because here here's and the only reason i bring it up is because it's topical I, what happened for me i sold my wii u my original back when the switch was announced mm-hmm. i was like listen i'm done with this thing i need cash i'm selling yeah. it and i'm putting four hundred dollars down on a switch and games and all that stuff so um 
and then that virtual console, but the virtual. Con- and the well, other side too. Then and the other reason that I'm actually what I'm really I'm thinking, Dan, and this is like less about like let me contact Nintendo and tell them about this. It's um apparently you can mod this thing. Apparently you yeah. can like do a real good job in mod. So if I feel like if I can just like if there's a way to do that without having the thing bootable, if I just plug that hard drive in i don't know i don't know if there's like some way i can get that thing out of there and i don't know about that but so so years you know very recently i bought another wii u um because we were doing the retro show and there's tons of virtual console games on there yeah and i and i kind of just booted up and was messing with it and i was like man i wonder if i could get my old games on here Mm -hmm. but it's not as account friendly as the switch is so i call nintendo and I'm just like, hey, I got a, this new Wii U. I'm wondering if I can transfer my old account. And they're like, oh, yeah, just tell us some of the games you had, and we'll start the process on our end. And you just, like, connect it to Wi-Fi, and then all of your virtual console games, all of your digital games, all carry over to the new system you just bought. Mm. None of your save files are there, That's okay. That's okay. But that... That might be an option for you if you just want to get your virtual console and downloadable games it's back. At this point, I have no idea like what which games there would. I, I mean, I could probably do like a process of elimination because I know I had some games and like some of them are going to be on the, the the working Wii U. And then I'm right. like, where's this other game? Like, where's like Majora's Mask is absolutely a game that I've got. So I guess if I could maybe tell them that i don't know yeah it obviously hasn't been a, a high priority it but. was very easy was like, it? they asked me if i could name three games that were on it and i was like this 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 and they were like oh yeah that works oh and that would be great they'll go they'll walk you through the whole process honestly it was way easier than i thought it was going to be i think i've got that like an nes an remix in there or something or yeah right? one of the remix games those were really good oh man yeah they were anyway let's yeah. take a third one of those let's do that a remix dude like seriously yeah. with e3 kind of coming up again i don't know i can't remember if this is before or after e3 but who the hell knows uh, we could we, sh- we could just have like a, a yes. predictions episode that doesn't air until after <laughs> it happens <laughs> it's just yeah, we're totally wrong or we're 100 percent right on everything we're and gonna look like absolute us. geniuses yeah um, you have magazines down there too are those nintendo powers or something? oh yeah get? i've got um like issue like 18 through 70 and then some odds and ends after that of Nintendo power. Um, and then a bunch of strategy guides. I've got some Sega visions. Do you ever, do, do you know, what I have Sega no visions? idea what that is. That was Sega's version of Nintendo power back in the day. Oh, come on. Uh, I can really? grab one or two of those. Hang yeah. On. Heck yes. This is my favorite. This is again, um, my favorite part of any podcast is when we just reach back into our, into our shelves, grab some, some, something awesome out of it and find out what we, what we have here. What the yeah, heck is cool. this? So this is Sega Visions. Yo, look at the art on that. Holy yeah, crap. I've never seen it. Really, that really cool. Even when and you show that to me, like it doesn't like flash any sort of memory for me. No, it did not. It did not do very well. Um, <laughs> so this, so these magazines are actually kind of expensive. And then I mean it's just got, you know, your normal like there's like a review of X-Men for the Sega that Genesis. Is gorgeous. Look at that. Holy it's cow. It's sick, dude. Um, and I've got a couple of issues of the Dreamcast magazine as well because I'm a, I'm a sucker for Dreamcast. Oh, dude, here's was the a first console for, I ever bought. Here's a review for Castlevania Bloodlines. Oh, look at that! I mean, oh, it's so good. The way it was like laid yeah. out and everything. The screenshots are so small because you can't stretch them out and much bigger than that. Here's an ad for Cracker Jack featuring Sonic the Hedgehog. So you know all that's good stuff. Like Cracker, like <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. So I, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, man. Just any like piece of literature or poster or magazine um, with like retro game reviews or just like stuff like that. Just I love that stuff. And it's getting kind of hard now because 
you know, most of the time that stuff's just swiped up by collectors and it's all gone. But every once in a while, you'll find somebody, you know, with like a box full of magazines with this kind of stuff in it. Well, and even harder as as time goes on, like what do you what do you even yeah. have from like the last generation that's like physical? Like a phys- physical representation of like the the geekdom that we all love. Like it, like back yeah. in the day, like everything, like you had magazines, like that was a thing. Like the games had instruction booklets with it that came in them. Like there was so much it. stuff, that, and you don't get nothing. You get none of that now. I feel I don't know if that's if that's necessarily true, but it just seems not like physical not, magazines, yeah. For sure. But it's there's definitely like you know there's amiibo, um, sure. Can you still buy physical strategy guides? Is that a thing? I feel like Prima went out of. Is it Prima or Prima? They, they went out of yeah. business a while ago. Like and I've got Nintendo a couple. Nintendo Power doesn't. I've got a couple strategy guides behind me. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got some Skylanders Collector's Edition. There you stuff. go. Oh yeah, that's good. Like I don't know. So yeah, I guess there's there's some things, and I get the I get the urge. I get the I get that like itch that that you get. I just never understand like where to start and stop like that's the thing that kind of like scares yeah. me a little bit you said you kind of there, go there is a start there is a start but there's definitely no stop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously there's no brakes on this machine mm-hmm. so um, are you like are you playing new stuff or are you like forever locked in retro time or like what's that life like no i i play um all kinds of stuff yeah. i I don't have any of the new like fancy schmancy Xbox PlayStation stuff. I have mm-hmm. a Switch. Yep. Um cuz I'm I'm a Nintendo guy first and foremost for the most part, Nintendo and Sega. Yeah. And then um I have Stadia cuz that's free and you just buy the games and my internet was good enough so I was like, "Cool, sweet. I'll play hmm. uh the Star Wars games that I'm missing out on by not having an Xbox or a PlayStation." Sure. So we're playing um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order for the first time now, which I'm loving to death. I just yeah, love so good. anything Star Wars. Um, I wish I had some way to do VR because I would totally dig uh, like do Vader Immortal and all that stuff. But um, just yeah, that's... the old Virtual Boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's games. compatible. Yeah, sure. exactly. You um, get a migraine playing it. So yeah, it's just kind of everything, everything up till now that you know I have money or have time to get mm. into um, Nintendo first and foremost. But yeah, that's yeah. Wow, man. Well, tell me about this. Um, full, your full time freelance videographer and doing stuff like that. Your full time freelancing. That's yes. Sounds that's terrifying. Kind of, it's oh, it is, and it was kind of <laughs> forced upon me in a little, a little bit. It uh, I I did a lot of full time work for churches. Up okay. until June of uh, 2020. Yeah, what happened in June 2020? Just, I mean, COVID, it's a worldwide pandemic, and man, money down. was nowhere. And they, had, you yeah. know, it was just like, sorry, we have to let a bunch of people go. And Ugh. so it, it really was unfortunate, but it was it was honestly a blessing in disguise because I had sure. been filming, I had been filming weddings and doing uh, just branding videography on the side for years for probably mm-hmm. six years before that um and this was kind of just the push that i needed to go into business for myself and kind of make it my own thing um so uh it it just is crazy how it worked out you know i told everyone in my sphere of influence and in my network like hey i'm full-time freelance now if you have any work or you need a wedding or whatever uh if you need like a brand video shot or a product or something documented. Just let me know, hit mm-hmm. me up. And people just came out of the woodwork, man. And I, 
done work for um for uh uh what's that huge real estate company that i'm blanking on now that's going to sound really impressive if i say it i feel like i don't know if it's like hilarious <laughs> Keller williams oh, okay what's see that? i was gonna say like a canadian one i don't know if it's like i don't know what crosses the border every once yeah. in a while like i don't know like <laughs> right, remax right. is big here i don't know if that's a thing in the states yeah no totes idea. totes yeah like but, the, uh, the Keller williams okay um tons of weddings like almost every weekend is full of weddings now, yeah so are they still magical it, <laughs> my wife does weddings <sighs> and it's just like okay what does she do she's a photographer Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's yeah. totally magical. Yeah, <laughs> she she keeps saying because she basically um, she became like really good friends with our wedding photographer. We got married on a cruise ship, so we spent like a week with them. So they awesome. became really good friends, and yeah, she taught her the whole like even how to run the business, how to shoot, and all that kind of stuff. And um, thankfully, we got married before you know she was doing two or three weddings a weekend and you just you see yeah. it all you know every mm-hmm. everybody thinks it's <laughs> very special every every idea is unique it's like they're kind of the same you just <laughs> every, have to make them weekend. think that it's all special and unique that's the yeah. important thing <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the bread and butter yeah well um, the, man, i mean the, my, but I, thought, I have some stories about weddings dude that i need to start a blog or something you should every weekend is insane yeah just like yeah. Yeah. Parents tell like parents get a little too, uh, little oh. too tipsy for their speeches. It's never, man. you know what? Bridezillas, I'm convinced bridezillas are a myth. Brides are the best. Yeah. They're wonderful. Yeah. They're so hype about their day. It's their parents that come mm-hmm. in and make it all crazy. Yep. And like, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. But um, we had yeah. an ice cream cake try to happen last weekend, and the venue didn't have a freezer. Sweet. So they tried to pull it out of the fridge when it was time to cut the cake. You've got to And be it was soup. Me. Oh, you've got to be <laughs> kidding me. What did they expect to happen? I don't know what they were expecting. Like, have you ever seen an ice cream cake at a wedding? Probably oh. not. Because <laughs> they melt. Dummies. Was, was, was it like a was it like a twelve year old's like wedding? Like Oh, it, right? Like yeah. ugh, Like man, from like from just... a dairy queen kind of deal? Like I I never saw it. It was by the, soup way, by the time I got to it. I was talking about this with somebody at work the other day, how like there's there becomes a point in time in your life where you get old enough, you got a job and everything, and you realize that you can just like go to a dairy queen and buy an ice cream cake. Like before you have this realization, <laughs> like it seemed like there was a requirement for it to actually be somebody's birthday. Like you can just go in and and have a cake if you want it. I, sure. But it was there's, such you know a what? big deal. You go to the grocery store and there's cakes just sitting there. To Tons buy. of cakes. You could just and have it a Tuesday night. Why not? I, that's what I say. I mean, that's part of part of the the COVID thirty pounds I've put on over the last year sure, or so. Yeah. But like you know, terrible decisions like that. But you know, that's there 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 is this moment in time where you where you leave the innocence of like, oh, mom said I get my birthday cake, so the people at Dairy Queen know that it's my birthday, so they will roll out the the binder. You can pick right. out the little designs and everything mm-hmm. that they'll draw on it. You can see what they're gonna and put you put your name on it, and everything is very special. But yeah, a, um, an ice cream cake for a wedding is. I'll have to ask my wife if she's ever seen anything like that because that's yeah. that's pretty special. It's a terrible idea. What do you? How do you get around? Like you know, you're telling these stories. You got to somehow uh, like make them anonymous, and they don't come back. Like you're just basically just like Man. roasting these weddings. That's why I haven't started because I'm so afraid of people being like, "Wait, that's my wedding. That's me." You're fired. It's so embarrassing. After or like the they fact. won't hire me because they don't want to be made fun of. Like that. I. Ugh. It has to be some somehow anonymous and enough time separated between mm. the wedding and the post for it to be like, uh, it could have been any wedding. Yeah. You know? uh, 
How did you get into that? How did you get started? Because um, I'm I, that's something that like my, my wife and I, she's so courageous. I feel like anybody who starts their own business or does any of that stuff, it's a, uh, it's harder than it looks. I feel to start out, and you really have to. Yeah. I don't know. You got to have some some belief that you can do it, and you don't want to like. There's there's only a couple moments that you really got to get. You got to capture. Yeah. Them. You got to look good. I, and, so very scary. Oh, man, and video is so different than photography because I can kind of edit time. Sure. Whereas photographers have to capture that one moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I have an easier job, I feel like. they. Mm. God bless photographers and everything they do, like basically running the show. Um, That's how I felt about our photographer because yeah. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I've never, no. got, I've got, never got married before. This person's and they have been to make you look good. Wedding. So mm-hmm. exactly. And I just basically capture what they get. Um, yeah. But that's the advantage with video is I can edit time and they can't. Sure. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I was never going to do anything in my life besides video. Um, I saw Star Wars when I was nine and I decided, I don't know what this is, but I want to make this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so it became shooting stupid films with my friends and, and like writing scripts and being mm-hmm. just creative and stupid as a teenager. Um, and <laughs> that's awesome. And, and that, I mean, and I, you know, it, that's not a career. You can't just make stupid videos for a living. And then YouTube came out. <laughs> then I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can. But it kind of happened backwards for me because I wasn't doing that for a long time. Sure. And I was just like, I got to get back into it. I got to get back into it. And then I met my wife and she was really kind of the catalyst that, that pushed me back into that world. And mm-hmm. I learned all the software and I got a job at a pretty big church in town, um, doing their editing. Um, and it all just kind of sprang up from there. And then one of her friends started a, a video, a wedding DJ photo video business and was like, Hey, come like shoot weddings for me. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So they just kind of taught me the ropes. And that was all six, seven years ago and just kind of sprung out from there and just kept going. Yeah. And then, and then June of 2020 happened and now it's full time and we're just kind of make it work. <laughs> oh my gosh. How long have you been with your wife now? Uh, we're married eight years and you guys eight have kids? years, three kids. They're all, uh, we have a one-year-old, three-year-old and a five-year-old. You have a so. one-year-old right now and you've got this much energy right now. It's late oh, at night, man. man. What the heck? Cause you, cause you, you're the energy source. I'm just feeding yeah, off right. what you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I was just thinking, like, my wife and I were down here. Um, it, we we are kind of like ships in the night, like, because I'm at work and she's with the kids. And then when the kids go to bed, she kind of starts working. I'm kind of doing this thing. And every once in a while, we'll get like this moment where, like, usually it's down here. I'll be kind of like plugging away at stuff here. And she steps Ooh. in the door, and we think that we're just gonna we're just we gonna chat for five minutes. Land. We're gonna survive the thunder, the thunderstorm. Yeah, right we'll in the do garage, it. man. I love that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we we're just kind of like talking about how it's it's just been it's just been a crazy year. And that before all of this started with COVID, when I was going to the office, like where the kids were at and how I was so used to not getting any sleep. Like I was going to bed, right. waking up in the middle of the night and then going to work. I'd be at work at seven 30 and, you know, out of the house by six, six 30. And, and now I'm like, I, I have become so soft because of this pandemic. Like I get all my sleep. I get every, like, I don't have to drive into work. I don't have to catch a bus. I don't have to face the elements. And, um, it's just, crazy to think about when this all started my daughter was yeah about a year and a half old so we were in a very very different place now now ellie is two and a half and she is a wow completely completely different person sleeping habits are Man. all different yeah i mean you we, know it. You, you've yet to my, oh this, totally so. miles miles was born december 28th 2019 
Mm-hmm. So he was three months old when we were all locked in our houses. Yeah. Holy cow. And that's, that's been his, basically his whole life was oh quarantine. And it, I, you know, we were all kind of worried like, oh man, is he going to have like weird facial recognition problems because everybody's wearing masks and yeah. you know, how's he going to do socializing with people? But he's the most just outgoing, fun, loving, run around crazy kid. We go to a park and he makes all the friends. Yeah. No issues whatsoever. And you know, it just, we, because we were all locked at home, we would just work together all the time and yeah. everything he needed to learn. He learned from us. Same. And, um, I love how you say that you got soft. I feel like it's been so difficult, uh, 24 seven parenting at home, just, you know, locked in. It, it, it was so hard. And now that things are slowly starting to open back up, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, oh man, like I, ref- I forget what it was like to have everybody out of the house mm-hmm. and just be, <laughs> you know, like, that was, it was a weird wow. thing that happened. I know like it was a obviously terrible, terrible thing that happened to the entire yeah. planet. Um, but I remember it when it first started before I really realized like what really was happening and the whole, well, now you're working from home. Like, this is great. I don't have to drive into work. I don't have to, like, I, I can sleep in and all these things where, and I get to spend all this time with my kids. And that's what one of the things my wife and I were reflecting on last night was like, that might be going away kind of soon. And that's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like as, mm-hmm. as much as I look forward to certain things about obviously like the world kind of going back, it's uh, I have spent a year at home and, and countless hours more like with my kids than I, I ever, ever would have, if none of this ever happened. Like I was seeing, yeah. I would, I would be out of the house before anybody was even awake and I'd get home at like dinner would already be on the table. And I'd be like, the time I spent with my kids was like them screaming at me in the bathtub. Right. So it was like, that would, that wasn't very much fun. Not even a little bit. So <laughs> things have, things have definitely, things have definitely gotten better from that perspective. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's different and probably, probably the going back that- to some, some other way. I guess we are we're stronger in a way because they're like pre COVID Saturdays and Sundays were kind of like, okay, we're, we're all together now. Like, what do we do with ourselves? Right. Cause we're all, you know, we're all going to school or we're at work or whatever we're doing during the week and we're hustling bustle. And then we stop for a minute and we're like, what do we do? We're never going to struggle with what to do by ourselves at home ever again. Probably not. I think we were, <laughs> I mean, that's probably no secret. Like though, we were, we were probably well equipped for that. It's like, oh, we're locked in the house. Right. Uh, yeah. Guess we have all these games that we can definitely totally. play and we're absolutely yeah. looking forward to that. So that's, that's, that's been all right, man. So three, why, um, are you, are you done? Are you done having kids? Is three I enough? had a vasectomy two weeks ago. You're, you're really, did you really two weeks ago? Do you want to talk <laughs> yes. about it? Sure. Um, yeah. what was that like? The, man, the surgery was nothing. Yeah. Honestly, like it was, it was all numb and you know, there was a little <laughs> bit of cauterizing. And were, you, were you nervous? Done. Were you scared? Oh yeah. I was yeah. pretty nervous. I've never had surgery before. Yeah. Um, and this is such such a such minor surgery. Sure. It is so nothing compared to like anything my wife went through having kids or anything that No doubt. You know, just any anybody who went to the hospital for any amount of time or what my dad goes through with MS, it's like such a small thing, but having never experienced any of that firsthand, it's like, oh, they're going to cut me open and whatever. But what if it falls you, out? <laughs> oh my god. I had all these weird irrational fear like, like what if he snips something off or what's going to happen? Like there's not even like the cut is like like a quarter of an inch, yeah, you know, and then it's all cauterized. It's kind of like the newly the standard too for like guys to go like, okay, 
we'll, yeah, we'll do we're that. We're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. she like female, uh, whatever the female hysterectomies are so much more invasive and like irreversible yeah. and horrible. And I'm like, no, I'll do it. Whatever. Yeah, you went through enough. Yeah. Um, that seemed to be the, and there's like, anyway. Yeah. After, yeah. after the surgery recovery was a bit rough. Sure. Yeah. You just kind of, it's very vulnerable feeling. Everything's a little achy and like, Every once in a while, you'll twist wrong, and there's like a sharp pain. And for a couple of days, you're kind of useless. Yeah. Um, and you got bags of ice going down, and you're just like, oh my gosh. And then it's over, and you're like, cool, like we can do our thing now. Um, but we, you know, you're not like in the clear after that. There's like a 90 day period where you could still get your wife pregnant. So sure. We're still in that period. Good now, disclaimer. But- yeah, exactly. You just don't want anybody to think that you're all good. <laughs> and then you have to take like a sperm count test and all this stuff so that you don't, you know, you're just sure that you're good to go. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're only 35. So we've got lots of years of fun ahead of us. That's awesome. <laughs> I have to ask, is uh, is Miles a throwback to um, to Tails at all? Is there any, is there, where does the name Miles come from? Miles was, oh, man, it's just kind of a name that we liked. But yeah, I like to think here. that it's a throwback to Tails. My, um, my son Lincoln was almost a miles. He was very, very close up until oh, yeah. maybe just about a month or two before he was actually born. Um, when we realized that, um, we, uh, my, my, my sister had his son, uh, her son, his name is James. And we realized when, when people were saying James's like birthday party, James's thing, and we're like, Oh, people really mess around with that S. So we, we, <laughs> we had to add a rule to our, to our naming convention no for S. our kid, no S's and a maximum of two syllables is where we were at with our kids. It was the same thing with our dogs. Oh, yeah, Max, the two-syllable thing came from our dogs. Because if we were ever to, you know, uh, scream down the street at Budweiser, that's too many. That's too much. <laughs> Just, I, I need a couple dogs named Budweiser. I hear, I heard that if a dog's name ends in E, an E sound, they, like, hear it better for some reason. Really? Like, like That's what I've heard. Like what? Like, what, like Terry, it? Willie, um, uh, Timmy, yeah. Yeah, I've just heard that. I think like an, a, like a not. typical dog name for yeah. Yeah, those are all. Our dog is Carrie. Her our dog is Carrie Fisher. So, oh, that's yeah. You there. really do love Star Wars. Look at that. I love Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> where um where did you and your wife your wife meet? Uh, we met at a church. She it's kind of funny. She was she's from Texas. She was in New York at the time, working doing whatever. She came back to visit her family. A mutual friend invited her to come to our church. I was playing bass on stage at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we kind of like met ahead of time. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I see what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> I was totally into her. I mean, I was into her from the get. Like, I was like, yeah. okay, like, we're going to see what's up with this with this girl. Um, we went and hung out afterwards, her and a mutual friend and a couple of us. It was a bunch of group of us. And her and I talked the whole time. And I... I don't know. It was love at first sight for me. Yeah. She took a little bit of convincing, but we got there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to say. It. Tell she's, me. She's awesome, man. She's, yeah. she's my, she's such a yin to my yang, like administrative, um, just like very like belief driven, truth driven, like super um, humanitarian, like, uh, and she got me into all of that, which is like, you know, it goes back to like the fair trade shirt thing. Like I wasn't going to sell shirts that were not fairly traded yeah. fair trade cotton. Um, and she just helps me keep my life in order when things get so like chaotic or foggy or, you know, um, I have ADHD. And so that 
can really make just normal daily tasks take forever or just be very daunting. But she's just such a, such a kind of like a rock for me that I don't know where I would even be today without her. That's sweet, man. When, yeah. when did you, um, is it like when, when is it, is it a good question to say, when were you diagnosed with ADHD? When did sure. you discover like when were the, and I guess like yeah. what would lead up to like the diagnosis as well? Definitely. I was diagnosed in middle school. Um, just after some struggles with school, they were yeah. just, the diagnosis came out and they were like, yeah, he's got it. So we went on Ritalin or Adderall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of hated myself on the medication. Yeah. Um, it's like a personality shift where like, yeah, I'll do my homework, but I'm not creative and I don't have any fresh ideas. And I also lost my appetite and I'm already skinny. So that was dangerous. Yeah. So start of high school, I took myself off the medication and just kind of, just kind of worked it out as best I could. Yeah. Um, I did like, there were like lifestyle changes and just diet changes that really helped a lot. Um, and just kind of doing my best to put the nose to the grindstone to get a C and to pass high school. Um, and then never, never went back to school after that. Yeah. I was like, all right, we got the high school diploma. I don't want to do any more school. This feels way too much for me. Um, so I just went out and did the creative things that I love to do and tried to do my best. So what what was that like? Did you want to be like doing better at school? Was there a pressure to be doing better at school? Like were your, <sighs> were your friends better? Like what was that? Because yeah, like you get the grades, you're and you realize like you're you're kind of pushing through something. Like what was that sort of experience like? Man, school was so I the way that I mean, an ADHD is like a spectrum. Sure, and it kind of yeah. manifests itself differently with everyone. I had an impossibly difficult time doing anything that wasn't like quote unquote like fun to me. Yeah. It it just, there was no motivation whatsoever. And so if I didn't have friends at school, I wasn't going to go to school. Mm-hmm. And a funny side note is that I never missed a day of high school. <laughs> well, I mean, what I was else in high school do? every day. Right. I mean, I wasn't going to play hooky, but yeah, like I never really got sick and I just, I just went to school, you mm-hmm. know, I got out of there with like a 1.6 GPA, but I passed and I, I got my diploma and my friends really like helped push me through that because they were the reason why I was waking up to go to school every day. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of manifests itself in this way where uh, I would I would get school done. And then once school was over, I would be in the AV lab yeah. and I'd be doing what I was passionate about and be working mm-hmm. on that and be totally fixated on what I'm doing because uh, ADHD has the distracted side. And the hyper-focused side yeah. where I get so engrossed in something that I'm interested in that the world just goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of that's kind of what that's like. I feel like video games give people a sense of that. Whether or not you have that, you kind of maybe get a bit of a, a window or a peek into that. I can't remember if it was yeah. – like somewhere, somewhere it was like coined like the zone, like you kind of get in the zone. You don't where oh, like totally. you lose track of time and you're just kind of in it. And then when you like, there's like this, there's this almost like a physiological response where like you come back out of it. Like, Oh, where am I? Like, and you realize it's you know yeah. three in the morning and you, you don't know how that happened. And that's maybe, a great comparison. Yeah. I don't know if like, I don't, I, I'm trying to be sensitive about it as well. And I'll go like, I know exactly what that's like. Like that's, you know, just a portion. Well, totally. And, and, Man, I was having such a – so to get a little vulnerable, I was having a really hard time uh, a couple weeks ago. 
And I went through this like really kind of depressive period, this depressive um, state where I was like, what is it even like to have a normal fucking brain? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What's it like to just be able to do homework and be fine? Yeah. And like I was in tears with my wife, like talking about like, you know, and it it seems like such a normal, stupid thing, but it really is very frustrating um, to to just kind of live like that. But on the other side of that. There's so much like beauty in being able to just throw yourself into your passions and have so much energy and drive uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, like anytime something comes up where like, oh, like I can kind of get a glimpse of what it might be like to be like Dan. That's like so. Uh, it feels like a, a, a like a. It feels like empathy to me, and so yeah. I actually really appreciate any comparisons that could be made to like, oh yeah, gaming in the zone is totally like a hyper-focused moment for me. Yeah. Um, so I totally appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. well, thanks man. I, um, let me, let me ask about like the, cause I'm super interested in this. Like we're, we're watching my, uh, we're watching Lincoln very, very closely. Um, as he's, he's four, he just turned four. Um, and we're just kind of watching things as, as things, you know, progress and there's, there's mm-hmm. stuff in the family and stuff that we're kind of like watching out for as well. And so, you know, there's, there's that side of like the, the coin where I'm particularly interested, but also like we are of the age where it seemed like, well, you might remember this as well. Um, everybody had asthma at one point and then right, everybody right. had, and then everybody had ADD or AD and then became ADHD. And so yeah. like you had like these almost cliche diagnoses like where every kid just like had the thing and so i'm curious if like that was part of your experience because i definitely felt like as somebody with asthma was like well you and 40 other kids in the 30 kid classroom (laughs) like everybody had asthma and then everybody just magically doesn't have asthma anymore but it yeah like there's a there's sort of like this cliche element as uh, of it which i want to touch on but then also like if any, is there any comfort that comes along with having the diagnosis, like the certainty of like, Oh, that's what this is. Yeah. It definitely helps having the diagnosis because it, it kind of makes the world make sense a little bit. Yeah. There's no more like mystery as to like, why the heck am I just not like everybody else? Mm -hmm. And it's inexplicable. It's like, okay, it makes sense that it's a neurological disorder. It's actually the most studied neurological disorder on earth, which is a plus. Yeah, it's nice to have all this information to read through. And I'm yeah. such a sucker for like getting really deep into like the ADHD community and reading like what's coming up and what's new and what people are discovering about it. Um uh and there's even a lot of work being done in like workplaces to be like no, like we want to hire people with ADHD because here's some work that has to be done that has to be hyper focused through and you guys mm. get it done so quickly. Yeah. Um, and part of my branding with all my businesses is that I get stuff done like super fast. Yeah. You know? And I do like my editing is done super quickly because I just burn through it. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just like super quick. So there's, there's like advantages to it. Yeah. And so I try to like stay part of your identity. Like almost. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, and I try to stay away from the side of me. That's like, well, just the world's not built for people like me. So, sure. so screw everyone. Um, yeah. Cause that's nothing but that's just toxic and, and it doesn't help anybody, but I just try to do the best I can with what, 
with what I have. It um, also assumes that everybody else is normal. I, like I, I oh, think you use, I think you use the word like normal. What's it like to have like a normal brain? It's like, yeah. that's a, I mean, I don't know if anybody's expressed this to you, but I, I every now and then I just kind of get a little glimpse into somebody else's like, I do a lot of conversations, uh, obviously yeah. through this, I meet a lot of people and it's like, we're all just kind of faking it. You know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody's just faking it. <laughs> Nobody knows what the hell is going totally. on. You know, yeah. <laughs> nobody knows what's coming up next. Like we're all just trying to like stay ahead of like one step ahead of just, you know, society totally collapsing here. So, I mean, there's, there's that side too of, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe the, the quote unquote normal brain is just like that, that, that person doesn't know what's going on either. Yeah. So it's, it's honestly, it's all a spectrum, isn't it? It's yeah. just, there's no black or white. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's a if that's a comfort thing or if that's a totally terrifying. Like, what do you mean nobody knows what's going on? How are we? How are we still even alive here? We gotta gotta support each other a little bit. But just keep yeah. believing the construct. It's all yeah, gonna be okay. Yeah. How does that impact you as a parent then? Yeah, that man. Uh, it's so interesting. My, you were talking about how you're kind of watching Lincoln for some stuff. We're watching our daughter Olivia. She's about to turn four. Um, and we're just kind of watching some stuff, right? Like yeah. I, I know exactly what to look for and I'm watching some stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's part of me that's like, man, I really don't want her to go through what I had to go through yeah. in school. And how can we, if there's something to be done, what can be done? Yeah. You know, if there even is a diagnosis or whatever, um, you can't diagnose at three or four. It's just not, there's still, developing children at that so point. many like different she can factors. literally just be being a kid mm-hmm. and has selective hearing whatever yeah um and the other side of it with being a parent um is that you are just sort of able to i guess there's two uh, two sides of it right there's the part of me that's like i can play all day long yeah. i can go into the zone and play legos with my son nathan for eight hours straight. And yeah. he would love that. I can't do that because there's responsibilities, <laughs> but I love getting in the zone like that with my kids and just being like into whatever they're into. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, one of the, sometimes one of the uh, symptoms of ADHD is a difficulty with executive functioning, which basically means it's hard to put things in order, like mm-hmm. how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich becomes like, okay, do I get the bread first or the peanut butter first? And then you just kind of stop. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be, that can be really frustrating for yourself. And now having to kind of manage the, the, the developing executive functioning of three other little humans Mm -hmm. is a whole other thing. So it can be very overwhelming and frustrating sometimes. And there, there are times often where I have to just kind of step away and like regather what's going on and step back into the role like physically step away and be like, y'all go play for five minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. And that my kids know like, okay, daddy just needs a minute. You know, they just kind of know that about me now. Um, but you kind of have to find your tools. And I think, I mean, honestly, this is not new stuff. Any parent goes through these moments where they're just exhausted and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like you have to have your tools, right? So whether you have ADHD or you're just a parent who's struggling, you have to have your tools and you have to have your community. So, well, I think like part of the, yeah, part, some of the questions are coming from like a, a place where like, I just don't know if like, I didn't get diagnosed with it. Like sometimes I hear right. some of these stories. I'm like, I do that. Like I absolutely yeah. like that. Like I do get in the zone like that. And and part of it is in games, but like some of it's like 
fiddling around with like cable management or right before I was down here, I'm like, well, my dog run where the dogs kind of take care of their business outside, like it needs taken care of. And I'm like, I'm really enjoying the progress I'm making on this. Like, it's totally stupid. I don't know if it's like yeah. a, sometimes you have like those dad moments too, right? And, um, this is a whole like gigantic box that we could like kind of, yeah. like the, the, that feeling where, where a dad walks into the backyard and you either, you mow the lawn or you take care of something in the backyard and you put throw your hands on your hips and like, yeah. And you kind of nod <laughs> and you stare out back and you're like, why am I doing this? Like, what is, what is that exactly? Why, how did I turn into that? Like, I used to like host beer drinking parties with my friends and like now I'm yeah I got my I've got my hands on my hips and my my dad bod is in full like I I'm I'm a dad I just like it, something happened but it was all out of like this I could have if I didn't have like the buzzer on my wrist going like it's time for you to get downstairs and record we the gamer cast with Dan I would have stayed up there and like tweaked away I would have been like pulling oh, out yeah. weeds or my whatever. life is run by Google Calendar everything yeah. I do is on yeah. every mm-hmm. single thing Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think there's I but like know. i said it's a spectrum man because yeah. like you you may you may be you may want to get diagnosed as an adult and you can do that and it may be like well not really but kind of because yeah. it's a spectrum yeah. it's all a spectrum i think there is a i don't know I, I i don't know if it's fear is not necessarily the the right word but there is something holding me back from like just discovering that like i feel like there mm-hmm. there would be something to to possibly to uncover at least to learn like who i think that's probably the way to really pitch it is like who wouldn't want to learn more about yourself well i'm such an advocate for uh mental health yeah and so and and i think everybody should go to counseling i'm not going to force anybody to go to counseling but but um it's a part of my kids are going there's no doubt it like i don't know i don't know how kids survive being kids like or or like teenage like holy crap man like like and i this is one thing that I've kind of realized over the last little while. It's like, I don't have the tool, like every tool to teach my kids, like everything. My kids might learn like how to play Nintendo and like that Mario is better than Sonic and maybe some other like (laughs) soft, like life skills. But like, that's kind of like, I'm going to be limited in terms of like being able to give them absolutely everything they need. And also I'm only like one voice. Right. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it can be helpful for them to hear certain things from other people as well. So I am, yeah, just kind of like counting down the days for like they Lincoln and Ellie, they'll go to the dentist and they'll go to like counseling. Like they will just, they, I feel like that's important for, for Chelsea and I, we both agree. My wife, mm-hmm. we both agree. Like this is something that is, is really important that yeah. like, we all should remember that being a kid is really, really hard and it's only getting harder. I feel like I don't understand how, how kids are doing it right now, especially with, the COVID oh. thing right now, and then you throw yeah, social media insane. on top of everything. Like, holy crap, mm-hmm. man. So give them the best shot that they can is kind of where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. They, and I mean, um, something that my wife always says, my wife is a clinical mental health counselor, which is helpful. Our, you know, one of, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it too, is just my own mental health and growing in ADHD awareness and her journey of getting her master's, uh, which she just graduated last month. So we're That's like amazing. over the moon. Yeah. Insanely over the moon about that. So proud of her. Um, with a one-year-old she just she, she just, no like, dude ugh. A- anybody out there if you like literally if we can do it you can do it go wow. like it's so hard but then you're done and you're like oh we did it like we yeah. had kids and you got your degree and i started two businesses like we did all of this yeah and it was totally insane and <laughs> well we survived yeah holy cow man um one of the things that she says is like, nobody gets out of their childhood unscathed. Yeah. And it's totally true. Mm-hmm. Um, 
everybody is struggling with something. Yeah. And that's enough. That's also a good uh, segue to, to talk about just treating each other well and mm-hmm. knowing that you'll never know somebody else's struggle. Yeah. Um, uh, and I honestly, like I didn't have that much interaction with Bobby. Um, he was on dad crossing when we first started and then he and I were talking about uh, doing something before he went to the hospital, but he was always such an awesome guy to talk to and just always so understanding and just loved everybody around him. And he's one of the reasons why, why the community of RetroLogic is sort of centered around like this idea of just like inclusivity and not being gatekeepy about retro games mm-hmm. or like where retro starts just because it, you know, it, it's so, it's so much easier to just get, get bitter about stuff than it is to be inclusive and allow people space to live their lives. Um, it seems like, especially right now, um, like the internet is just like, it gets off <laughs> on, on this like toxicity, man. It's just like, yeah. I just, I, I, I kind of just like put out a plead tweet like the other night and I was just like, please, can somebody celebrate something, <laughs> something like I get yeah. that, that we're upset about whatever it was. And it's just like, it's so much better. It feels so much better. But it's it's a it's a mob thing. It's like this. I don't know. One person gets outraged by this other thing, and if, like I'm not saying people are not allowed to be upset about anything, but it's just like I, I'll compare it to maybe something that happens maybe at work too, where you're on like an email thread, and you're like, is anybody seeing that this is this email thread is like 40 emails long, and there's like 50 of us on here, and it's, we're not any closer to anything better. Like I just I would love for us to go. Are we happier? Or are we not not as happy? Mm-hmm. And and for people like mm-hmm. Bobby, I'm glad you brought him up. I, I mean, obviously, I think about him every single day. And and for like, I've got a his his family sent me a little little package of stuff. There's some things behind me that people oh. um, might might see. It's kind of like Easter eggy kind of stuff that is hidden back there. And then yeah. there's some stuff up here, and it's there every single day. Like I see it every day. And and you know, once in once in every while, every while, like it's um, I give it an extra special look. I'm like yeah. There he is. Like there's, I've got his, um, they made it, it kind of like his, he had like a business card and they made that part of his, um, a part of his service. So that's one side of it is like in his business card on the flip side. That's like a, it's like a photo of him. And yeah, every once in a while that hits, that hits harder than other days, man. Like it's, right it's on. definitely, it's definitely tough. I'll never forget him. Like as long as I live and you're absolutely right. It was just so natural to him. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. even like a choice. Like I don't, I don't think it was anyways. It just seemed like that's just the way that, he did it and maybe it was the extra years he had on on some of us or part of just the way he was raised or whatever it was i'm not entirely sure exactly what it was but it was so unique from that way and to the point where like absolutely everybody noticed like Mm -hmm. you were you were welcome there even if he did this thing where like people would come in screaming at him and then they would become like a patron like three Mm -hmm. weeks later like he would have you know like these trolls become paying customers i was like what the heck he was so he was so good about that so yeah, he's um he changed a lot of things for a lot of people, dude. Like you really, really did. Yeah, he's got quite a legacy. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think about I think about that too. About how um, you know, when he did pass, and even when he was when he was sick, so many people came together for him, and just wanted the absolute best for him. And he <laughs> he he did what he loved doing until like he wasn't able to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, miss that guy so much. Holy crap. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, 
maybe that's a good place to close it. I don't know how I can go from, from that to really anything else. But yeah. uh, do you want to tell people where, what all the things, um, I've had an absolute joy chatting with you tonight, man. It's been, we went all, we went to all, literally yeah. all the places, I think, tonight, man. You too, Sean. We haven't had a ton of interaction, but I feel like we're friends now, which is cool. Same here. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not, there's no going back. I'm glad you said it <laughs> because every once in a while, I, I did the same thing with, um, well, with Consul Cato and also with uh, Drew Agno. I feel like every once in a while, there's like, it happens. It's like, you know what? No, nope. we're friends now. That's it. I don't care. We're calling it. <laughs> And uh, so I'm glad you said it first because um, otherwise I would have made it weird. So thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. It's never weird. It's always fine. <laughs> yeah. So tell tell uh, cool. tell me where you where all the all the things, man. You got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Going. Awesome. Um, Retro Logic is the name of just everything I have going on retro gaming wise. It's a game store. It's a weekly podcast with my one of my best friends uh, who I met online, who's just a crazy collector. He collects everything Nintendo. He is insane. He he looks he look he makes me look like an amateur. He's incredible, <laughs> um, and he just has this. And and so he's he's on the show. His name's John, and he's great. And then the other guy on the show, his name is Sam, uh, and he it just remembers everything. Like I'll be like, oh, this happened then, and he'll be like, actually, Dan, mm-hmm. that's so he's my Ryan Turford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to have one of those. Yeah, so I definitely do. Yeah, <laughs> every week, every week we do a show, uh, and like. Um, there's a lot of retro gaming podcasts out there and they'll do like a book club type thing where they all play a game and, and that kind of thing. And we do a little bit of that, but mostly it's just about chatting about stuff we love and, um, and uh, retrospectives and celebrating, uh, celebrating anniversaries of games. And we'll have guests on that are uh, like quote unquote experts about a certain franchise or genre. We'll talk about, um, we'll talk about it. Um, and we got to have you on at some point, Sean. I was, was going to invite myself on if you did, it. man. So Heck yeah, yeah. Um, but you I, can find uh, you can find everything at the website is retrologic.games. Cool. Um, and we also just launched a, a retro music web uh, uh, podcast called Retro Groove, which has nothing to do with video games. It's all about just like vintage retro, um, sorry, vintage. Uh, vinyl collecting and hi-fi stereo systems wow. and music just like the music that we grew up with and um so that my brother runs that because he's an insane vinyl collector so uh that's on our on our network and we're just happy to invite anybody who loves video games into the discord community which is totally open and that's in my uh, twitter bio which is at uh, retrologic games so well, come on with it i love it man i love the vibe i just feel like we could we could just talk about pretty much anything and so i'm not surprised that these are all the projects that you're working on dude this is, <laughs> yeah. seems very very natural um thank you so much for reaching out to me man and thanks for carving out time to talk to me tonight this has been a this has been awesome so much fun totally yeah, yeah it was really it. cool I love doing this show, man. What a great conversation. I'm just glad that um, Dan and I had a chance to really meet up. Um, man, that's what the show is all about. We didn't we didn't really know each other before this. And now I think we're... Dan, is it okay? I think we're friends. I think that happened. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I love it. Good things are happening here on We The Gamer Cast, and I'm so glad that you guys are here to share the joy, share the positivity. It's funny because... Uh, it's not, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's funny or interesting or it's notable, I guess, is maybe the best way to say it is uh, a lot of people do reach out to me and say, like, I love your positivity. And 
I don't know what to say. Like, I guess, thank you. I, I don't, I, I'm always caught a little bit off guard because a lot of times I'm kind of down on myself. <laughs> Lately, I've been, I have been feeling really good. I've been in a really good mind space. I'm really trying to uh, strike that, that appropriate balance of getting active. That's been a key part of me uh, and, and keeping the right headspace is just getting out of the house and getting active and doing all those things. Things have been pretty good uh, in, in the life these days. I'm, I'm very happy. So I guess that comes through on the show. I don't know. It's not necessarily something I'm like, I don't feel like I'm going out of my way to go better bring the positivity, but there's, there is just such joy that is brought to me by doing this show. And there's so much incredible stuff happening in the community. We're, we're a great example of what can happen. Thanks to video games. This show is a little bit about video games, I guess is kind of the original intent. Was it to be a video game podcast? You find it in that category on, on the podcast things. But, uh, I mean, that's just about people. You know, that's that's what it's all about. So thank you to Dan, and thank you guys for, for being here as well. If you guys want to support the show, you can follow it on Twitter at WeTheGamerCast. You can follow me at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. I would love it if you went over to Patreon.com slash Capri. You can, of course, listen to my other podcasts, the Xbox Drive, the Nintendo Drive, and Sweet Hangs. Those are all the shows, but... When you do it on Patreon, you get all those wrapped up into one nice, convenient RSS feed. All of it, all of it's there. Pretty much a show a day is kind of what we're up to at this point over on Patreon. And it's good stuff, man. I hope you guys enjoyed. If this is coming to you after E3, I hopefully you got all of your wishes have come true. If this is ahead of E3, then all the best of luck, man. We're going to be streaming all weekend. And what else should I say to you guys? I think this is pretty much the end. Not much else to, to really say. Thank you to Brent Robinson, of course, the social media manager uh, for We The Gamer Cast on Twitter. And this is the end. This is The music is dying down. We'll see you guys next week. I can't remember who's next week, but I think it's going to be good. I'm sure it's going to be good. And now here's our bit from, from Heavy Rain. It's Jason Lacey. This one is Jason Lacey. Where's Jason Lacey? Where the hell are you, man? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Stop! Jason! 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 Jason!